50 years of magic has transformed the entire Walt Disney World Resort into the world's most magical celebration. Have big fun being small in the new Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and feel the unifying magic of Disney music in the new nighttime spectacular, Harmonious. Come celebrate today. Contact Magical Park Vacations to book your Disney vacation today. Call 585-662-3686 or visit MagicalParkVacations.com. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Let's make some magic. All right, cut the chatter. You're listening to DW60. Welcome to the program, CW60's Press Row. However you may be listening, Sorcerer Radio, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Glad you're here to find out what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. It's Jeff Nicole here with you. Hello, happy Friday. We are on the other side of Disney's D23 Expo. And honestly, none the wiser. <laughs> and not learn a ton of parks news anyway. But it's another week, another Friday, the end of another week. We've done it. We've made it again. <laughs> Still trying to process all the news. Oh, yeah. It was I don't, hard. I don't know where to start. Um, we did. So, so we won't go in depth into the parks panel because... Um, on Sunday, right after the parks panel ended, about 20 minutes after it ended, we did a full, like, over an hour bonus episode going through everything. Um, just, like, immediately after it happened, processing it uh, verbally <laughs> and recording it. So, that is up. Um, that is available wherever you listen to podcasts if you'd like to know all of our thoughts and opinions. Um happily ever after is returning in some form or fashion that is good um harmonious will end its run and be replaced with we don't know what they did mention that the new show at epcot will reflect or like will be in honor of disney's 100 years of wonder celebrating the 100 years of the walt disney company which is frustrating because October 1st of this year also begins Epcot's 40th anniversary and a lot of the Epcot improvements were supposed to be done for Epcot 40 so you'd think if they had the chance to you know since a lot of the stuff's not going to be done if they had the chance to do something to celebrate Epcot 40 in the form of a nighttime spectacular they would have taken it so we shall see. 
hard to say, I guess. Um, it's not a rumor. You, you kind of wonder, you know, they originally wanted to do uh, Harmonious um, with the start of the 50th. And so a lot of people, you know, have, you know, said to give Harmonious its due is to let it run all the way through the celebration of the 50th. And I, and I, I definitely get that. Um, 50th lasts, what, 18 months, I guess, mm-hmm. roundabout. And so to give everybody... Uh, the opportunity and the chance to see it along with the 50th, as Disney stated, which they wanted to do, uh, I totally understand. Um, I do think that tying in the 40th to Harmonious, much like they've done right now for Enchantment, because there was, you know, no mention of um, celebrating the 50th to that for that show. Uh, a lot of people were very disappointed, very upset, and Disney saw this. They they saw you know the surveys and what people were saying online, and they fixed that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they just don't have enough time, or maybe it's just too late. I I don't know. Uh, you you I would have thought that maybe they could have done a tie-in for Harmonious to you know recognize the 40th anniversary of Epcot. Like, uh, a, like a holiday tag on Illumination? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they do it for New Year's. They do it for the holidays. Um, so a, a, a lot of different things. And so that that's really the only way that I can think uh, Disney is thinking about it is that we you know need to keep it around for the entire 50th as, as we promised. Uh, I, I mean, don't take my word for it as... as <laughs> You know the truth because you know we saw announcements at D twenty three for twenty nineteen that no longer exist in twenty twenty two. So it, it's really hard to say, but at the same time, I'm sure that whatever Disney does have in store, I'm sure they will do a fine job, and I just hope it's not too IP heavy. Do you remember? Okay, so essentially by replacing Enchantment and Harmonious. I, I feel like that was Disney's way of being like, you're right. This was not up to par. Definitely, yeah. When was... I? Can you think of another time they've done that? And been like, hey, you're right. That wasn't good. Well, I would have said it would have been the time when... People were complaining too much about not having a nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom, and Disney would have been like, "Okay, we're sorry. We've we shouldn't have we shouldn't have gone this long." But that was not the case, obviously. Yeah, um, they seem to be like ignoring that, like yeah. just la 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 la. Yeah, they, they really just uh, don't seem to care when it comes to that. I think the only I don't think show wise, I've ever seen that happen. We have seen it happen with an attraction like Journey into Imagination, after. Dreamfinder and Figment were taken out and the new attraction came up. Many, many, many people very, very upset with that uh, version of the attraction. And so they shut it down and they changed it because they saw uh, how much people were not happy with it. Uh, We've seen it recently out in Paris with the replacement and new theming for what used to be Rock and Roller Coaster out there which is now an Iron Man attraction and did not get a very good review at all. Yes. And 
even though, you know, Disney executives went out there and wrote it and they saw and they realized this is not good enough and they shut it down quickly. Yeah. But this is like all recent. I mean, Journey yeah. into Imagination. Yeah. Not necessarily recent, no. but there's historically, this is not something that they don't typically backtrack. No, they don't. Because I feel like that's one of the things that Disney is well known for is heavily spent, like spending time in R&D heavily, you know, researching and developing and fine tuning and crafting things so that when they go live, they're the best version that they can be. Or, you know, they are within a few days of opening, tweaking, stuff like that. I think it's a lot harder with an attraction. It's 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 simple. Shutting down that attraction is not going to make a huge impact on what happens with the rest of the park, uh, whether that be at Epcot or out there and at, at Disneyland Paris. What does make a difference and what's so hard for Disney to change quickly like that is a show, and not just because it's projections on a castle or just uh, s- different scenes of IPs on a screen. It's also the fireworks portion of it. Right. Which I'm sure costs Disney um, (laughs) who knows how much money. And when they discontinue a certain show, I can see how difficult it would be to say, okay, we need to stop this show and bring the other one back. How long do you have to wait to have that many fireworks put together and ready to go for nightly entertainment for all the guests? So it's very, very tough to do. And I understand why it may have taken Disney this long to make that decision, decision to get rid of Harmonious, to get rid of Enchantment, and bring another form of Happily Ever After back. You think so. that's why it took them, however, nine months or whatever to add Walt and Roy? I think that's a very good reason. And then, I mean, why did they go and add it if they're changing it? I mean, they needed to add it. They did. And but it's like too little too late. It, it is It is slightly too late. Um, at least they were able to get it done before a full year had passed. Um, uh, we'll sit here and tell you all day long, you know, just change the projections. Just change the, you know, putting that together, having it line up correctly certain, a certain way, the pictures looking a certain way and everything else is I'm, I'm most definitely sure Imagineers put a lot of time and effort into it and they want it to be perfect so that after hearing everything that guests have said and then seeing it, they want you to feel that satisfaction of thank you, Disney, for putting together, whether it's just three minutes, this fantastic portion of this show. And, I mean, let's be honest. Out of all the Disney fans out there, whether whether it be just um, merchandise whether it be music, whether it be the music or the, the, the TV shows on Disney Channel, in all of the Disney universe, <laughs> Disney Park fans are the most vocal mm-hmm. and the most passionate. Yeah. So for them to take their time to do something for uh, and pay tribute to a man and his brother, both Walt and Roy, for them to put a good tribute together, I'm willing to wait for it to be right. You know, it just it, and I know it's again. You said easier said than done. Yeah, it just should have been there for the it from the beginning. Like, how are you going to have a celebration of the first fifty years of essentially Magic Kingdom with no mention of 
the two men behind the project or any history of the the park you're celebrating that you're physically standing in. Yeah. Like in who how many people did that go through? And they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, that, maybe they were just busy doing other things or they weren't paying attention enough. I'm, I'm definitely uh, guilty of that uh, more than on more than one occasion. But as, as far as, you know, going back to Harmonious, I think the part that was really missing from uh, the parks panel, uh, you're going to say that Harmonious is going away. Mm-hmm. And then later on, before the panel's over with, you go through these blue sky ideas. Right. And you give us concept art, and this is an idea we have. It's not actually happening, it's just an idea. That's what we're thinking about. And for you not to throw up some concept art for what you're thinking about doing at Epcot, which is supposedly going to be ending around the same time as the end of the 50th anniversary was not a good idea you got all this other concept art that you could show us but you didn't show us anything for what's replacing harmonious and i think that would have been very very important to do it's something if, if i were in charge of that panel that's what i've said we need to give them something even include it in the blue sky announcement this is what we're thinking of even though we're less than a year away we're eight months away whatever it may be this is what we're thinking it feels you know. unprepared. Yeah, it does. Like you don't have anything you can show us. No clip of songs. No, you know, are there going to be barges, projections? Like, yeah, like you said, concept art. Yeah. Like you're telling us in 2023, it's September right now in, of 2022. In 2023, there's a new show coming and, and, they also announced the new nighttime show at Disneyland sure, and yeah. had a whole band to come out and perform the song. Yeah. But you're saying in the same amount of time, a new nighttime spectacular is debuting at Epcot, which is celebrating a milestone anniversary, and you have nothing. Nothing to show. And that you can't sit here and tell me that you're going to end Harmonious at the end of March, and then you just have nothing ready. I don't think obviously that. that's not the case. Have they said they're ending it at the end of March? They have not officially said okay. that. I was like, wait, did I miss that? That is just the buzz. Yeah, that is going. I on mean, right that makes now. sense. Yeah, with the fiftieth, because it was announced for the fiftieth. It's part of the fiftieth. The buzz is that it ends in March with the fiftieth. So, do we book a trip now? I don't. Uh, or do we? <laughs> I, I? I don't know what Disney has up their sleeve. I really don't. It's. It's, it's like we said this past Sunday. This this the panel was just very. It was it was a good panel. I was not a hundred percent disappointed in it. It was just a little too cryptic at times. You know, a the song "Happily Ever After" is coming back, so obviously it's a new show. These you know other two things are going away, and then blue sky ideas. Um, oh, and no no like official date for anything. No, nothing. No. Like, I mean, so we, we got spring 2023 for yeah. Tron. Yeah. The month of spring. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that was it. Um and then like we knew previously Tiana's Bayou Adventure in late 2024. I go back and I I I look at all that information and 
even though, you know, they talked specifically about that attraction for Disneyland, uh, the model that you saw, the concept art that you saw, uh, more than likely will mirror for Walt Disney World anything that they talk about. Uh, So them being specific uh, may not have been needed. Uh, One's going to go along with the other pretty much. Um, now, when it comes to the theming, that was another, that was the other big question a lot of people had for, you know, Disney World. Uh, but we do still have Destination D23 next year. Yes. Where I, I really feel that that is where we'll most likely get um, the really big updates. We're not, I'm not I, I retract that. Some updates... And I think that the expo in 2024 will get everything final. Hopefully. If, if it's not, because I, I don't want Disney to get in this, this trend of making announcements just simply on the Disney Parks blog or their YouTube channel or their TikTok channel. Oh, yeah. If they're not going to share big announcements at D23, <laughs> I can see attendance like plummeting. Here lately, Disney has gotten into this thing of like with Fantasmic. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Disney put up a TikTok about the return of Fantasmic. A cast members out there sweeping, you know, steps in this box. The music for Fantasmic starts and, and all this other stuff. And it, it just seems like Disney is getting, you know, into this habit of using those forms of social media to make announcements. The problem is... Not everybody sees this at the same time. So it takes, I don't know, let's just throw a rough number out there, 12 hours for this to really start to circulate on social media and be trending for everybody to see. Why aren't we using the D23 Expo when everybody's already watching and so attentive to what they're saying for announcements like this? Well, they use it to get attention. They want yeah. people to read the Disney Parks blog. They want people to follow and like and share. Well, actually, you can't share their TikToks, but they want eyes on it. So they're like, okay, well, we know that sometimes Disney will announce stuff on TikTok. So we got to pay really close attention and watch all of their TikToks. I guess it's just something that I personally don't like. Um, the, the expo is, is more of... This is our outlook for the next year to four years. Oh yeah, we didn't get we didn't get that. We didn't get that. We just did not get that. And if you're you're shifting from that to just to just do TikToks, I don't like it. No. I don't like it at all. I don't think that's the intention, but, but it's just my opinion. That's how we feel about T twenty three. Like I said, we did an entire hour plus episode, like bonus episode. Um, it's up on iTunes, iHeart, Google, Spotify, all of the places um, to go check out there. Right after the panel ended, we sat down and processed it and recorded as we process. Um, yeah, go listen. If you're if you're interested, if you want to hear more than that, we go through like all of the announcements for pretty much b- both of the domestic parks. One thing I do want to mention, one more thing, not a peep, not a word was uttered about Hollywood Studios, nothing. Uh, 
no Fantasmic reopening date, no Woody's Roundup barbecue reopening date, no information about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Nothing. I just, I was, I found that curious. Not a thing. It kind of follows along with the other, you know, blue sky announcements from Disney is they don't have a clue. They don't know. They don't, they really just have not, they don't have a concrete idea. And it, it falls back on their 2019 announcements that they made. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Yeah, there's so many things that they could have like rapid fire announced. And then you have COVID happen. But I'm not going to sit here and blame COVID. I'm not going to blame COVID because it's not COVID's fault. Disney has the money. You can still plan things. You can still plan. You know what I you mean? Know? Like, it doesn't seem like they have anything concrete planned. And and that's why you didn't get anything for Hollywood Studios because again, Disney does not have anything concrete. It it was their way of okay, we're going to throw this out there and we're going to wait and see what happens. Let's, we're going to wait and see what people say. We're going to wait and see what people write. Then after we get all that, we wait, you know, two or three months because people will still be talking about it. Then we start eliminating other things we didn't want to do or do want to do because yeah. Disney wasn't sure. They used it as like a live brainstorming. They did. They really did. To see people's reaction. And again, I I don't want you, I don't want Disney to get in that trend of not giving us concrete stuff and just, hey, uh, we're just going to throw some ideas at you. That needs to be a separate event. So that, that's an appropriate, you know, Disney Parks blog post. Hey, we're thinking of this. Not at D23. Not the Expo. I think that should be like its own event. Like a... Uh, how about... Okay, so it's, if it's own event, how about this idea? Since we normally don't get a lot of big news for Destination D23, why not include it in that? Right, do a blue sky panel. Yeah, do a blue sky panel. And I let, think that would be more appropriate. Let people come in, give them little ballot pieces go through all the blue sky stuff and let them literally vote or like rate all of these ideas and turn them in when they leave and truly gauge your most uh, involved audience. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's difficult to understand their thinking, but we put faith in them to make the right decisions. We shall see. We'll see. <laughs> I have a little bit of food news. Disney Parks blog shared a foodie guide for Halloween themed treats. Not Mickey's Not So Scary, not Fall. Halloween. And I want to go through a couple of them. There are only technically six cupcakes, which sounds like a lot. Um, but three of them are served together. So there's four cupcakes, technically. Over at the All-Star Resorts, at the World Premier Food Court, the Intermission Food Court, and the End Zone Food Court, here's one of the cupcakes. It is a plant-based My Boo cupcake. Chocolate cupcake topped with a ghostly swirl of vanilla buttercream and sprinkles. It is plant-based and gluten-friendly. 
They also have, this looks really delicious. It's a Mickey pumpkin cheesecake. Pumpkin cheesecake and spiced chocolate cake with buttercream and chocolate decor. It's a cute little like Mickey pumpkin. I have a thing for like Mickey pumpkin. I don't know. Yeah. Art of Animation's landscape of flavors is going to have the spellbound chicken adobo nachos. Blue corn tortilla chips with chicken adobo, toasted pumpkin seeds, roasted corn, black beans, and a zesty pumpkin cheese sauce finished with a lime crema and a ghostly pepper salsa. They'll also have the plant-based Maibu cupcake, and then they'll have a whoopee monster, which is a spiced apple whoopee pie with marshmallow buttercream and caramel. Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Mara, is going to have a pumpkin Mickey tart, which is pumpkin cheesecake mousse and a chocolate ganache with chocolate decor. Boma will have the Doomella South African Margarita, which is their signature margarita featuring Patron Silver Tequila with a South African Excelsior Cabernet Sauvignon Lower. Interesting. And it looks like it has like black salt around the rim. Interesting. Disney's Marketplace at the Beach Club Resort will have mummy cookies and scream trifle, layers of chocolate cookies and cream mousse, chocolate cake, and whipped cream. They'll also have a poison apple trifle, which is layers of caramel crunch, apple mousse, caramel mousse, and vanilla cake with buttercream and fondant. And then they'll have a brand new Mickey pumpkin spice sugar cookie, which is a pumpkin spice sugar cookie with royal icing decor. Beaches and Cream will have a butter pecan pumpkin shake. Yum. Butter pecan ice cream and pumpkin flavoring, caramel and chocolate sauce, and a vanilla cupcake decorated like a Mickey pumpkin with sprinkle decor. At the Boardwalk Deli, there'll be a Boo Brownie, which is a Mickey-shaped brownie topped with ganache and whipped cream ghosts. This is our our other cupcake here. The Creepy Cupcake at the Boardwalk Deli is a vanilla cupcake topped with, or sorry, vanilla cupcake with blood orange curd filling, vanilla mascarpone cream, chocolate cookie crumbles, and sugar pumpkins. The Centertown Market and Spyglass Grill at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort will have the Topsy-Turvy Chocolate and Cherries, which is a chocolate cake with salted caramel mousse and a tart cherry filling. Contempo Cafe over at Disney's Contemporary Resort um, from October 1st through the 31st uh, will have the Madame Leota Dark Chocolate Cake. It's a mini devil's food cake filled with dark chocolate ganache and topped with chocolate glaze and marshmallow webs. Barcelona Lounge at Coronado Springs, available through November 30th, will have the Caramel Pumpkin Pie Cold Brew, which is Joffrey's cold brew with caramel and pumpkin pie flavors topped with cinnamon whipped cream. Three Bidges Bar and Grill at uh, Coronado Springs as well will have a Mickey Pumpkin Tart, which is a pumpkin cheesecake mousse with chocolate ganache, chocolate decor. That's the same one. Um, oh, no, that was a cheesecake. Maybe not. Mickey Pumpkin Tart. I was thinking the same one from um, the All-Stars, but that's oh. not true. Okay. Green Floridium Resort and Spa Gasparilla Island Grill will have a jack-o'-lantern Mickey cake pop, which is a jumbo pumpkin-spiced yellow cake pop enrobed in chocolate-colored white chocolate, or orange-colored white chocolate. The Black Flame Candle, which is a candy corn-colored vanilla sponge cake candle. With caramel, buttercream, and white chocolate ganache. So maybe it's like three cakes, like white, yellow, and orange, like candy corn colored. Yeah. Maybe. The Bewitching Minnie Mouse Cupcake, which is cookies and cream filled chocolate cupcake enrobed in ganache. 
It's like a fancy word for covered. <laughs> and then the Hocus Pocus Amok Cakes. This is what I was saying. It's three cupcakes in one. It's three chocolate devil food cupcakes filled with peanut butter mousse. And then they have like buttercream on top that looks like the three witches hair from Hocus Pocus. Goods Food to Go at Old Key West has a Mickey Mummy Blondie, which is a caramel blondie with caramel buttercream. Captain Cook's and Kona Island over at Polynesian will have the Tamatoa, which is a chocolate chiffon cake with Hawaiian Chantilly filling and shiny sprinkles. At Pineapple Lanai, they'll have the not-so-scary pumpkin soft serve, pumpkin spice-flavored soft serve, and coconut with caramel drizzle, graham cracker crumbs, and white chocolate Mickey-shaped pumpkin. Everything Pop over at Pop Century will have the plant-based cupcake and a whoopee monster, that spiced apple whoopie pie. Port Orleans at Sasagula Floatworks and Food Factory, as well as over at the Riverside Mill Food Court. We'll have the plant-based cupcake and the Tombstone Sweet, which is chocolate cake, caramel mousse, caramel milk chocolate mousse, coffee dark chocolate mousse, and a salted milk chocolate ganache. Scat Cats Club Club at Port Orleans French Quarter will have pumpkin spiced beignets. It says they'll be available October 1st through November 27th. So those will be available a little longer. Le Petit Cafe over at the Riviera will have a monster mousse, which is pistachio mousse, morello cherry, and milk chocolate crumble. And it looks like a little monster. It's pretty cute. And then at Saratoga Springs at the Backstretch Pool Bar, there have the Bewitched Cherry Cone, which is cherry soft serve and chocolate bat wings. And then Artist Palette will have the Mummy Mickey Blondie, which is that caramel blondie. Geyser Point over at Wilderness Lodge, which is one of our favorites, will have a Halloween drink flight, which will have all four of the following holiday drinks. They have the Blood Orange, which is tequila, blood orange, and simple syrup with lime juice. A Black Magic Margarita, which is tequila, blue curacao, green apple syrup, grenadine, and sour mix. Around the Pumpkin Patch, which is tequila, pumpkin spice, lime juice, and sour mix. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about a pumpkin spice alcoholic beverage. Mm, Interesting. And then the Poison Apple, which is tequila green apple syrup, lime juice, and sour mix. I would love to try that. I am glad to hear that they're not mixing liquors. You know, if you had like a gin, a whiskey, a tequila, and a vodka, Mm -hmm. like that might get a little funky, but they're all tequila, so uh, that works. And then Roaring Fork at Wilderness Lodge will have the Haunted Forest Apple Mousse, green cake with cookies and cream mousse, and a not-so-poisoned sour apple mousse with dark chocolate tree branches. Yacht Club has the Market at Ale and Compass, which will have the Mummy Cookies and Scream Trifle, the Poison Apple Trifle, and the Pumpkin Spice Sugar Cookie. And then at the pool bars and lounges around Walt Disney World Resort, you'll be able to get the Sea Witch's Brew, which has tequila, blackberry puree and sour mix rimmed with black sea salt and topped with fresh blackberries. You'll also be able to get the spiced caramel apple, which is fireball cinnamon whiskey, apple cider, cranberry, and salted caramel with a candy-shaped flow cube. Delicious. I love all of it. 
sounds pretty good. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It yeah. is a good balance of sweet and savory. It's a little more heavy on the on the sweet side as it usually is. That's but true. Yeah. I'm glad to see them have, you know, not all cupcakes. There's cakes and mousses and trifles and cookies and whoopie pies and drinks and nachos and all kinds of things to celebrate the holiday season. Pretty good stuff. I love it. Wonderful. We'll be back right after the break here on DW60. Welcome back. It's DW60 here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. Jeff and Nicole back with you again as we talk about what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resorts. Uh, we touched a little bit about the uh, first half of the show on a couple of the things that uh, happened at the D23 Expo Parks panel. Like she said, if you want to hear everything that we had to talk about as far as D23 goes, uh, check out show number, I believe it's 187 of the podcast. And you'll hear all of our thoughts as they were fresh. We are closing in on 200 episodes. We're getting very, very close. Yeah, yeah, very, very close. A couple of uh, new reviews of the show we're going to share with everybody, and we appreciate that. Speaking of which, you know, you can rate the show both on Apple Podcast and Spotify, and you can leave reviews on Apple Podcast as well. And uh, the more that you do that, uh, the more it helps out the show, getting it out to you know lots of people when they search for a you know Disney related podcast. Uh, DW60 will pop up, and so we hope that you'll leave your reviews of the show over on Apple Podcasts for us. Just a couple of other things we're going to uh, cover real fast. So as uh, Nicole mentioned at the uh, top of the show, uh, there was uh, some very severe weather uh, throughout the Orlando area yesterday. And um, actually over at Epcot, um, as that weather was moving through, uh, someone took a photo of what looks to be like a funnel, uh, a tornado funnel cloud uh, north of Epcot. Uh, the photo was taken by uh, Andrew Klatt is his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also some video captured by Joey Boudreau of the Funnel Cloud. Um, they said there was a little bit of rotation, and in the video, you could. Uh, some people, you know, were just you know enjoying their day, not really paying much attention to it. There were a few that were going, uh, "That looks kind of bad," you know. <laughs> like uh, <a> tornado. <laughs> maybe we should go and get in this building over here, uh, just in case. Um, we don't know of any damage to Walt Disney World if it did touch down. Um, I haven't seen anything pop up as of yet. Uh, but hopefully uh, that was not the case and it was just a, a small funnel cloud and nothing got damaged and nobody was hurt. Uh, that's our hope. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, scaffolding has finally popped up that <laughs> we can see for the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. They're over in Toy Story Land. Of course, this is another one of Disney's projects that's been going on for a while. It was announced back in 2019. And then you had, uh, well, COVID happened. And earlier this year, we did start to see 
you know, some signs of construction going on, things happening with that. Uh, then there was another delay. Uh, no construction was happening. But now here they are again. And uh, hopefully this this will be do, done soon. Nothing was, about this was talked about at, at D23. Uh, so we have no projected date as to when this is supposed to, to open. Our only hope is that it's soon and that it includes character meet and greets while you eat. <laughs> if anybody, Nicole, is that is her main wish oh is that gosh, you have characters toy story character you know, writing uh, i lose my marbles i mean nothing has been said about it whatsoever no. but i mean if, if you cannot dream then what can you do uh, just a hope and a prayer yeah honestly. i mean it's just <laughs> either way uh you know i'm sure it's going to be a, a fantastic restaurant i'm hoping um yeah barbecue disney parks uh does good barbecue honestly I think one of the best, well, two of the best that I've had is Flame Tree at the Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. and then over at the T-Rex Cafe at Disney Springs. Mm. Uh, they have this platter called the Boneyard, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of everything of all their big you know, items on their menu. And uh, their barbecue, like specifically their ribs, um, I picked up a bone and all the meat just fell off of it. Wow. It was just as clean as could be. You'd have thought a dog got a hold of it or something. <laughs> but it was just very tender and the flavors were really good. I mean, that was a few years ago. So I don't know how it is now. Um, like to go back one day. But uh, that was a very, very good experience as far as barbecue goes. So hopefully this uh, goes along the same lines of some of the other barbecue we've had throughout the Walt Disney World Resort. So we got that going on. Then over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, we found out this week that Disney Kite Tales is officially going to be ending this month. They're not waiting X amount of time or anything. I mean, the final performance of Disney Kite Tales is going to happen on September the 30th of this year. This is what Disney said. Uh, As you know, Disney Kite Tales debuted at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park for the launch of the 50th anniversary celebration of the Walt Disney World Resorts. After this first year, we will transition the entertainment on Discovery River Lagoon to the flotillas. The last flight for Disney Kite Tales will be September 30th, 2022. We look forward to seeing our guests continue waving to their Disney friends cruising by on flotillas, embracing Disney pals with up-close encounters and more to come as we introduce our festive holiday season offerings in the months ahead. I can't say that I'm really surprised that this entertainment only lasted a year. We never saw it. We We never never, saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the issue may have been the fact that you were trying to do kites in Florida (laughs) is, is, is it was a big part of it because the weather in, in central Florida can, yeah, we all know just be so unpredictable. You know, one minute it's beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. And, you know, 10 minutes later, a cloud that looks like the start of an alien ship coming through it is it's on its way and it's about to dump a lot of rain on you. Yeah, they had issues with the winds and floats, uh, I'm sorry, kites ending up uh, in the seating areas, trees. Uh, in trees, and uh, a lot of <laughs> just, there were just a lot of issues. I applaud Disney for trying this concept and this type of entertainment you know there's 
only so much they can do because there are animals in such close proximity uh, to this area. And, of course, you know, it being the animal kingdom. Uh, they cannot do any type of fireworks, uh, stuff like that, um, and any loud pops. So providing entertainment in that area has been difficult, to say the least. Right. They built that beautiful, like, stadium seating area that fits the theme of Animal Kingdom. Sure. And yeah. we've now had two failed uh, entertainment offerings there. I kind of feel that Rivers of Light was more welcome mm-hmm. for that area. And it, it also gave a nighttime, you know, type of uh, entertainment for the park itself. Uh, of course, we do still have, you know, the images and uh, stuff that happen on the Tree of Life every single night, which is nice. Maybe the third time is the charm for maybe this so. theater. Yeah, maybe so. It's, it's a good chance of that. You know, the other two theaters in Animal Kingdom have phenomenal shows. I don't know why this one is struggling. Maybe because it's outside. It's hot. It could be, yeah. I'm just thankful for something that happened because of COVID. The flotillas yes. are able to continue to keep guests entertained and see them floating by and seeing all the you know, the characters and stuff like that. As bad as the shutdowns were for COVID and there was only certain things they could do, mm-hmm. the flotillas was one of their best ideas and one of the best things to keep around because people do really love to just stop on a bridge and watch a character go by and take some pictures. They're usually playing some type of music. They're going there dancing over there on the flotillas and everything. So uh, I'm very fit- thankful that that's able to stick around. I love the flotillas. I love that they change with the seasons. I love that the characters change throughout the day. Yeah. You know, there's the drummers or there's Chippendale in their dino costumes or there's Pocahontas and Miko or Goofy or Santa at Christmas. Like, and there's so many different places that you can see them. You know, so not people aren't crowded around. Um, they they are phenomenal. They are very good. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like I said, not a lot to talk about um, when you have so many weeks with no news, and then all of a sudden the D twenty three Expo happens, and you have all of this news. Things have a tendency to go a little quiet, and you don't get a lot other than uh, some food news, uh, which sounds definitely fantastic, doesn't it? And a lot of people are probably going to enjoy that. But other than that, not a lot happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. A former Disney employee was arrested stealing thousands of dollars of theme park property. Was arrested at Disney World for refusing to have his temperature taken. Arrested back in April for trespassing on Disney World's Discovery Island. She got off the boat to get a cucumber. Don't do that. So a video popped up this past week of a woman over in Epcot and over it was over in the World Showcase and you, you can see where this is going. What happens a lot when people go to the World Showcase at Epcot? They love to do this thing called drinking around the world. Yes. And for some it's it's just a little too much. Let's be honest. You have a, a drink in every single country and maybe you're not eating enough, maybe you're not drinking enough water, staying hydrated. And people have a tendency to get intoxicated. This woman got very intoxicated and just started getting in the face of Disney security, 
other guests. Orange County Police, Orange County Sheriff's Officer. Yeah, I mean, it just, it really just started to get out of hand. So naturally, of course, guests walking by, they grab their phones and then they're taking video yeah. and they're posting it. And that's why you're hearing about this woman on the show. And um, towards the end of the video, though, she ended up being escorted out of the park in a wheelchair. Because she literally could not walk. I saw the headline. I don't know if it's um, WWNT or was Blog Mickey or who it was, but I saw the headline "Journey into Inebriation." <laughs> Journey into Inebriation. <laughs> well, at least that's some type of announcement, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Better than I got at D twenty three. But I mean, it's it's um, it's a good lesson learned for um, people that are visiting the world showcase enjoy your drinks um have fun there's some fantastic drinks to try around the world showcase but know your limit and don't become so intoxicated that you can't even walk out of the park under your own power and you gotta (laughs) one of our sr teammates uh said how much how much do you have to spend to get that drunk at that uh considering the price of the drinks a lot Unless this person just does not do well with alcohol, which... Yeah, it might have been medication, could have been the sun, it could have been a lot of things. There's a lot of different factors that fall into that. But that doesn't, like, hit y'all at once. No. You know? No, not at all. Uh, So, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be that. Don't... It's... And I kind of wonder if she woke up the next morning and, you know, her husband or whoever said... Oh, by the way, everybody on social media is talking about you who's a Disney Parks fan. (laughs) (laughs) I would not want to have to wake up like that. That would be. Because she's like, all right, I'm ready to go to Animal Kingdom. And they're like, ooh, we can't go back. No, we can't go back. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, don't do that. Definitely. Uh, Just drink in moderation. Have a good time while you're at Walt Disney World. Do have a voicemail that we need to get to this week. Now, it's a little difficult to hear. I think the person had a bad cell signal and there's some spotty parts of it, but we still wanted to play it anyway because they took the time to you know, call us and leave a voice message. So here it is. Hi, Jeff and Nicole. It's Ellen from Boston. I just wanted to share some of my thoughts about the D23. To me, it seemed that like they were a little, little um, last minute. Because when they announced the, the Figment meet and greet, not the Figment come out on stage, but when they announced, and as for the blue sky announcement at the end of at the end, that just seemed like they're just feeding into the room of a. Thank you for listening. I love every week with my and Roman. Thanks again. Bye. Well, thanks, Ellen. Thank you so much. Appreciate we, that. I like, touched on it a little in the beginning, but I agree. It does feel very last minute. You know, we mentioned that when we were talking about um, a new Epcot nighttime show. Yeah. That you have nothing. You don't have any uh, concept art, a song. Like, yeah, nothing. Nothing. It sounded like she was not the biggest fan of the Blue Sky announcements. Or... Yeah, they were just ideas like, or I mean, I don't even know how to classify them as it was what like they a, be. a vision board uh, <laughs> type of like meeting that they had with like, you know, 10,000 of their closest friends. Yeah, it's like the largest, you know, 
creative meeting I think Disney's probably ever had. With all the people that, you know, 7,000 plus sitting there in the hall for the panel, and then the thousands upon thousands watching Mm-hmm. The live stream as well. That's the biggest creative meeting Disney's ever had. Right. I hope they got something out of it. I really do. I really do. But we appreciate uh, you calling in, even though um, just had a little problem with your cell signal. Uh, we, That's okay. I think we pretty much covered what you were saying, you know, uh, for the most part. But if you uh, have an opinion about the D23 Expo and the Parks panel and the announcements that were made, stuff like that, we'd appreciate to get uh, your, you know, feedback on it. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. 408-909-DW60. That's 408-909-3960. And we did get some emails with some thoughts Ah. about D23. What were those? This first one says, Hi, Jeff and Nicole. Hello. Happy belated anniversary. And thank you so much for the recap of D23. Of course. No problem. I, like you, was disappointed with the announcements regarding Walt Disney World. As mentioned, there were no new construction announcements, just sky drawings. (laughs) I agree with Jeff at Disney is keeping things close to the chest so that they don't disappoint guests when things don't come to fruition. I think the reason may be something other than budget or timeline restrictions. I believe it may have had something to do with the uncertainties surrounding Reedy Creek and the future of construction permitting first responder requirements, etc. Nothing was announced for Walt Disney World that would require a future construction permit, and I'm wondering if Disney's legal team advised them to keep everything close to the chest for now. I'm hopeful we'll get more announcements at Destination D, and this line of thinking has given me more patience and understanding for the limited announcements for Walt Disney World. However, this is still no excuse for why there are no new nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom. That's from Victoria. (laughs) Agreed. Nice email, Victoria. Uh, That's a great point. Uh, The thing with Reedy Creek and the uh, state of Florida has gone somewhat silent in some ways. Um, There was a little bit of news, what, maybe... A couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'd say two to three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And from the way you read it, it's almost as like the state is retracting everything that they were intending to do. Yeah, the state asked for the case to be dismissed. Okay. So they are no longer moving forward with pursuing the dissolution of the Reedy Creek Improvement District. So all of that time that the Disney company was having to deal with this very well could have put a hold on so many different things that maybe Josh Tomorrow had planned on, you know, sharing with everybody during the panel. That is a very good possibility. I, I, I wouldn't roll that out. Now that it's like this looming cloud. Like, okay, well, can we plan stuff? Or are they going to come back, you know, come election time again? Yeah. And try and do something again. So. What can we actually do, right? Right. Yeah. That makes it very, very tough. But, Victoria, I like the way you think. Um, like you, I am also hoping that uh, Destination D23 uh, turns out to be a little bit more fruitful when it comes to some updates for the Walt Disney World Resort. What's our next email? Our next email says, hello. 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 My name is Elena, and I am from Tip City, Ohio. I'm a junior in high school, and I love your show and your Instagram lives. They bring me so much joy. My family and I are taking a trip to Disney World this coming summer, and I wanted to have my senior pictures taken at the Magic Kingdom and at Wilderness Lodge when I'm there. So I have some questions for you. I wondered if you know what I need to do to get that booked and who is allowed to take the pictures of me. 
great question. Elena, very good question. Do you want me to take this one? I do. Okay. So as far as the Magic Kingdom in the parks, what I would suggest would be booking one, if not two, back-to-back capture-your-moment photo sessions. They are 20 minutes a piece. They are $79 a piece. And you have your own personal PhotoPass photographer who will um, take you around the Magic Kingdom, go to some like most photogenic places. Um, you can, you know, dress up. They'll have props. You can bring your own props. You know, you can bring your cap and gown. You know, whatever you'd like. Um, and they'll take pictures of you there. And I know you're like mm, PhotoPass, but. We had some friends um, recently that did maternity photos and loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. We've actually had a couple um, of our friends that have done maternity photos that way, and um, they loved it. They really um, were pleased with the product and felt like the cast members took their time with them. Um, I would say book two if you can to get like a lot of time, but they ended up with the last booking of the day. So the cast members spent a l- more than the 20 minutes allotted with them and they did Magic Kingdom. And then on another day they did Epcot and both did the same way where they had the last time slot of the day. So they were able to spend a little more time for Wilderness Lodge. Um, you can bring in an outside photographer, I believe. Um, it kind of gets fishy around like the Grand Floridian where um, there's a lot of brides and a lot of Disney fairy tale weddings photographers and Disney fine arts photographers. Um, or sometimes they're like weird about outside photographers. But I don't think that you would have that issue at Wilderness Lodge. Um, however, if you wanted to, you know, play exactly by the rules um i believe that you can book a session through disney fine arts photography for a resort session i do know that you know we had our engagement pictures done at the grand floridian Mm -hmm. did not have any problems whatsoever and um was a lot of fun they did a really good job and then for our wedding uh we also had our wedding photos taken over at the polynesian which were some fantastic shots again uh, no cast members came by and said anything. Um, so it may not be an issue Mm-mm. if that's the road that you take. I'm going to reply to your email with uh, a, a suggestion for a photographer. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And if you decide to go the way with uh, of you know booking it through Disney, uh, you'll know you'll get some great photos. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, they will do a fantastic job. So congratulations to you. I uh, hope yeah. you, your senior year is memorable. Uh, you'll never forget it. And I hope everything works out with your uh, pictures uh, for Walt, at Walt Disney World for graduation. So congratulations early to you on graduating. And um, good luck to you in the future. Yeah. One other email. What do we got? This one says, hello, Jeff and Nicole. Hello. Hello. I hope this email finds you well. And I enjoyed the live stream on Sunday. If you will indulge me. I'd like to share some of my blue sky plans with you. As you know, I feel that Tom Sawyer Island should be rethemed to Tiana's. We agree. Yep. While looking at it on Google Earth, there are actually two islands. Tom Sawyer is on one and Fort Langhorn is on the other. My thought was to turn Tom Sawyer Island into Tiana's Bayou, a flat water boat ride akin to the small world style of ride. And then where Fort Langhorn is located, retheme that into New Orleans. Put up Tiana's restaurant, various shops, and on the far end of the island, put up a dock where the Liberty Bell can offload passengers. 
kind of like the real New Orleans when they have that the riverboat on the on the river. Oh, sure, yeah. Replace the rope and barrel bridge with an actual bridge so that guests can access Tiana's attraction. Now, what to do about Splash Mountain? Simple. Retheme it to a log flume. Nothing's, nothing says that every ride must be themed to a movie or any of these sort of characters, but theme it so that it complements Big Thunder Mountain. Now, this is going to be controversial, but I think we need to retheme Peter Pan. Peter Pan's story has some uh, politically incorrect, I guess we'll say, elements to it, namely um, some of the chiefs in um, the film. There is a song that says, I know why the red man's face is red. And I think this could be a new home for Moana. Tuning to what D23 pur- proposed, a land for Encanto and one for Coco. But I see some logistical problems. They are not insurmountable. And it's just that people will have to get used to new ways of traveling through the park. Again, while looking at Google Earth, there's a large swath of trees to the side of Big Thunder. And unfortunately, you can't really access it from there. You can, however, access it next to the Haunted Mansion. Disney could put a train station for the Disney Railroad there, and it brings me back to the problem with the railroad tracks. Disney will have to put up a walkway over the tracks, because you know you can't let people cross live railroad tracks. Sure. That's just a recipe for disaster, he said. He goes, these are my ultimate blue sky plans. Could Disney World please do away with the Speedway and build an actual roller coaster thanks for indulging me and my crazy ramblings and that is from dan from boston thanks for your email dan appreciate it yes i love all the blue sky all of the things and and i think this is part of why you know when you when we were listening to the blue sky parts of the parks panel we were like what are they doing (laughs) what is this yeah um but and we kept like expecting an announcement, like an announcement, like sure, a fifth yeah. gate. This is coming. This is this will be here in 2025. Sure, nothing. Yeah. Um, but I think this is kind of what they are doing. Is you know, so often you see articles and videos and posts of Disney fans being like, "What if?" And so this was Disney's chance to share their what ifs. This is what we're thinking about. This is you know when we're just brainstorming and doodling, and this is what comes to our mind. And I think trying to gauge the interest of the crowd but just kind of like throwing stuff out there like hey we're thinking about this what do you think sure yeah I I see what he's talking about as far as uh, Tom Sawyer Island goes Mm -hmm. Uh, in order for the Liberty Bell Riverboat to drop passengers off Disney would be required to redo the track in order to get people over there to do that uh, because it mainly just stays in the middle as far as a uh, water boat ride, kind of like Small World, um, that could definitely work because you think of the bayou and I would not go exactly the type of boats that they use in Small World. I would go more along the lines of airboats. Mm-hmm. If you could theme an airboat to do that in the bayou, something they do a lot down in South Louisiana and around New Orleans. And I think that would be um, appropriate uh, for that type of an attraction. So, and then and then having you know Tiana's over there as far as you know getting to have a restaurant and stuff like that, it it it's definitely possible. Um, we, you just you just don't understand sometimes why Disney does things the way they do, but they do it. So, there you go. I think the reason they haven't touched Tom Sawyer Island is because it needs. 
uh, I would assume that it needs a lot more work than we think it does. <laughs> yeah, to, probably. <laughs> mainly to make it um, accessible, like ADA accessible. Think about like like he was talking about the barrel bridge. Like if you had a restaurant on one side, how would you get someone with a mobility device across a barrel bridge? Yeah, and you you can't exactly just build a bridge between, you know, Frontierland and Tom Sawyer Island because then you take away the riverboat at the same time. Right. Um, Which, trust me, I have thought of before. I get it. Still doesn't change the fact I I would rather have that attraction in her restaurant over there. um, And just re-theme Splash Mountain in a different way. Um. I don't know. It's it's a touchy subject, and I I'm just not going to go into it. So I just I just go along with what Disney wants to do, and I ride the attraction, and I give my thoughts, and that's 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 about it. So that's how we make our living. That's how we do it. That's <laughs> how we do it. Do want to mention a couple of reviews that were left about DW 60s Press Row podcast uh, over on Apple Podcasts, and we definitely appreciate those reviews and uh, what you guys have to say. Uh, first review came from Jack Sky 2015, and Jack Sky said, "My weekly priority. I found this show about 15 years ago while searching for Disney Parks music, and I haven't stopped listening. I greatly enjoy telling my friends, family, and anyone li- willing to listen about DW60 every chance I get. Sure, everyone's tastes are different, but for me, it's by far the best Disney news and food podcast and show out there today." Thanks, Jeff and Nicole, for keeping us up to date. And uh, it's from Jack Sky 2015. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Wow, 15 years, been. <laughs> That's a long time. Longer than me. My goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Next one came from Mary and Chaz. She said, DW60 Press Row rocks. Listening to Jeff and Nicole is absolutely best best way to start every Friday on Sorcerer Radio. For even more fun, the Instagram live recording of the show is so much fun. Great Disney info every single week. Mary, thank you. And Chaz, thank you so much. Thank you. For your review. That's uh, that's that's the way to do it right there. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. So when you listen to the podcast, whether it be, uh, be on um, Apple Podcast or Spotify, please rate the podcast and like these two individuals, give us a review because we'd love to read them here on the show. You got anything else? No, I, I think I think that's it. Yeah, I think that is. <laughs> okay. We fit a lot of information in though. Yeah, even though we didn't have a lot to talk about, we uh, we filled up the hour, so. That's what's happening here on DW60. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Thanks everybody for taking a little time out of your day to check out DW60, whether you're listening on Sorcerer Radio or you're listening to the podcast version of the show we thank you so much for all of your support all of your uh, emails and your your voicemails and everything else watching us on instagram live thank you very much if you need to get in contact with us this is how you do it you can find us on facebook at the dw60 press row facebook page we're chatting in the sorcerer radio disney fun zone all the time about all things disney news disney music all kinds of fun stuff over there we are live every Friday morning talking in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, the DW60 room, while the show is going on. And you can find us on Instagram at DW60 Press Row. 
send us an email at dw60 at srsounds.com or leave us a voicemail at 408-909-DW60. You didn't get to hear all of DW60. The replay of the show was going to happen tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Sorcerer Radio. That's over at srsounds.com. You can listen via the website or you can download the app for Android and Apple devices. It's also available on demand as well. Listen anytime you'd like. And uh, those of you listening on Sorcerer Radio, if you haven't uh, checked out the podcast or would like to go back and you know, listen to past episodes because you missed something again, hey, they're all there. Well, at least 187 of them <laughs> after 16 years. <laughs> but there's plenty uh, for you to listen to, and we definitely appreciate your support. And hey, like Nicole said, if you want to support the show, we invite you to join us over on Patreon. Your support goes a long, long way. Keeps everything running. This does not happen without you, and we are so appreciative of all of our patrons over on Patreon. DW60 Music Row coming up next for you Sorcerer Radio listeners, so do not go anywhere. Until next time, this is Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com, and we hope that you have a magical day.